0: Hi, I'm Al Lewis and this is a taster of some of the conversations that you will hear in the first series of my brand new podcast, Feels Like Healing. Some of the guests include singer-songwriters Jake Morley and Sarah Howells of Bride, musician John Parker, author Manon Stefan Ross, and singer-songwriter Owain Gwyneth. But first, a little bit about why I'm making a podcast about grief and creativity. Mainly, it's because when I was 21, I lost my dad to MS. That seismic moment in my life made me decide to become a singer-songwriter. I'd been making music before that point, but never considered it a life choice or as a career. However, after the death of my dad, creativity became a solace for me, in a way I could express both my joy and my pain. It made me feel alive in the very moment when I was confronted with the ephemeral nature of life and the devastating reality of loss. So I wanted to talk to other people who've ended up in the creative world, but who've also experienced loss, to see whether they have similar stories of why they got into creativity, or whether they were already creative people and just happened to suffer grief. I hope during these conversations that I will come to better understand grief and why it makes us feel how we feel and do what we do. This feels like healing
1: i had a very i should mention as well just because it's sort of hanging over me in this conversation. I had a quite a strange sort of situation with my dad in that he was um he had a very unusual death basically um so he he was going to work quite unusually for him on a tube train in two thousand and five and he found himself. Uh, on the on a tube train, the day the seven seven bombings took place, I guess that was just a, a whole extra dimension to the loss that was sort of. I mean, I'd never really experienced loss before, but that was kind of surreal. There was a whole circus around around all around the loss.
0: How did creativity feel for you after that point? Was it because it was obviously so so linked to Nia for you? Was it hmm. was it something you thought you would never come back to, or Was it always there as a support?
2: I have to say, and I'm not sure this is a good thing, but I was really obsessed with what I was doing. Uh, Too much so, really. And yeah, and so it was a double blow, obviously, to lose a a friend. Um, Not an equal blow, but it was horrendous to lose a friend. And then it was like this earth-shattering, career-shattering thing as well. Like, oh, we thought we knew what we were doing with our lives. And it's so horrible. But I guess I had this just this propelling feeling to carry on doing it and so I barely even stopped to take a breath and I actually and I've said this to other people going through you know potentially life-threatening illness or with family and things that there's definitely a need to take a break and and assess life for what it is around that time and not be carried away by your plans or what you thought you were going to do like it's good to continue you shouldn't just stop life shouldn't stop but you know the precious moments are not achieving things
3: and similar to you actually I I lost my dad when I was 4 15 and my mum I remember my mum saying to me she bought me like a little keyboard and she was saying you know channel how you're feeling into this and I couldn't play keyboards to save my life Um, but it, it, it did stick with me it definitely stuck with me that that was a good way of Because I think I was uh, certainly when you're maybe a boy and in your teens, when you lose your dad, you're quite confused and quite angry as well. So, you know, I got into rock bands and, you know, made lots of noise and it was really it was cleansing. It was just really nice to be loud and, you know, play. I think I was an electric bass player at the time, but it was just a good way of venting. Um, frustration and confusion that, you know, your parents are supposed to be at your graduation and your weddings and, wedding. (laughs) And um, yeah, and my dad obviously died way too young. So, So yeah, that was my initial sort of touch on grief and creativity.
4: Grief is really weird. It's such a weird experience because I'm thinking about my grief now, and I I, think, well, you know, I think about her every day at some point, but I don't feel... I feel that now when I think about my mum, I think about who she was and not the fact that she died. But that took such a long time. And sometimes I will be taken back to that time and remembering her in the hospital and remembering those first kind of weeks of grief, and it will take me back. But generally... By now, I think of her, but this is nearly 20 years down the line. You know, it's taken such a long, long while.
5: Funnily enough, it's not funny at all. (laughs) But um, the way I personally got over that was to kind of write, and it turned out to be the most successful song I ever wrote, but it was like, uh, I need to get out of this funk. And I wrote a song that was kind of talking to my wife acknowledging that our life was very good, even though we'd lost a child, uh, that you know, that child wasn't going to get born. Our life was good, and we could do anything we wanted, go on holiday uh, or whatever. And the song's the most upbeat song as well ever <laughs> written. But it was kind of snap out of it. It's a song to kind of say, right, we've got to snap out of it. And that was called C'est And it's, yeah, it's the most popular song i've ever written i suppose
0: feels like healing a podcast about creativity and grief subscribe now and never miss an episode